This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. The question of whether the inflation in the economy right now will recede at some point seems to be more and more up in the air. Fed Chair Jerome Powell has considered the risk transitory and that it will pull back in due time. Others not so sure about that occurring. But as a part of that concern, the banking system may have some exposure to negative impact. Etai Goldstein, finance professor at the Wharton School, joins us. He recently wrote an opinion piece for the publication, The Banker, that looks at maybe some of the things the banking system might have to consider moving forward. Etai, great to talk to you again. Hi, Dan. It's good to talk to you. Thank you. So let me start larger scope here with that idea of whether or not uh, inflation is going to be transitory. Where are you on that? You know, I think uh, it is very hard to tell. I think we are certainly not out of the woods. Um, I think that uh, there is some optimism that it will be transitory, given the unusual time that we are at and the fact that you have the supply and demand imbalances that should pass eventually. And the fact that a lot of it is due to uh, monetary stimulus and fiscal stimulus that we have seen in the last 18 months and that those are temporary as well. So there is the hope that it will be uh, a transitory phenomenon. However, we have to remember that what is really uh, scary about inflation is that when it starts taking life of its own, uh, and this is when it basically becomes a self-fulfilling expectation, right? I mean, the, the concern is that uh, you worry that inflation is going to continue and then you go and ask for a raise and then uh, the, the firm has to start raising prices in order to pay for these raises and this is uh, just a snowball that keeps on going. And it's very hard to tell if we are going to get into that or not. And this is why I think that we all have to be cautious and we have to be aware that this is certainly a possibility that is still very much on the table. So your opinion piece looks specifically about these concerns in and around the banking system. Take us into uh, what, your, uh, what your consideration is here. Yeah, so, you know, we have to remember that the banking uh, system is very much exposed to it. At the end of the day, banks are chief financial intermediaries. Uh, they are transacting uh, a lot of money, a lot of money that is going through the economy, that is running the economy. Uh, they are standing in between lenders and borrowers, and they have a lot of assets and a lot of liabilities that have exposure to inflation. To be more uh, concrete, one can identify uh, different types of uh, effects. Uh, on the one hand, if you want to be optimistic, you would say, well, banks were actually hurt by the environment of low inflation and low rates, because we know that a big chunk of the profits that banks are making is coming from the spread that they can charge between the rates at which they lend and the rates at which they borrow. And when rates are all around low, it's very difficult to make a meaningful spread. And everyone was noticing that this is hurting bank profitability and was a threat to bank profitability going forward. So one can say, you know, if inflation goes up, then rates will start going up and banks will have more opportunity to charge those spreads. On the other hand, when you think about banks, the very nature of their business is to have long-term assets, assets that mature years in the future, like loans, mortgages, things like that. And on the other hand, they have short-term liabilities because they keep rolling over their liabilities on a very frequent basis. When inflation goes up and rates go up, basically what happens is that the value of long-term 
positions is decreasing uh, faster and uh, more uh, in a more pronounced way than uh, the value of uh, short-term positions. And, and basically what this means is that banks are going to see a decrease in the value of their assets more than a, uh, in the value of their liabilities. So, so this all puts banks in, in a very uh, exposed uh, position. And, and right. you know, this is just the beginning of the story. There are many more things to consider because inflation is going to have different impacts on different firms, different borrowers. And as a result, some borrowers will find it more difficult to pay back their debt to banks than others. Uh, so it's a complicated story. There is really a lot to look at. And, and I think wherever you look, banks are exposed. So in terms of the, the stress test that banks have been doing uh, since uh, the financial crisis, how would you like to see those incorporated into having a better understanding of how this run of inflation could have an impact here? Yes. So, you know, stress tests are really the ideal tool uh, to deal with it. And in order to see that, let me take a step back and explain what stress tests are and what they are meant to do. You know, after the financial crisis, uh, the notion of stress tests came, came up very strongly. The idea was that banks were hit by a shock that was unforeseen. Uh, and as a result, all their capital ratios and nice uh, balance sheets and things like that that we had before the crisis were basically of no help uh, because uh, there was a shock that they were not prepared for and uh, their profitability and their positions were hurt uh, severely. So the idea was, okay, what can we do in the future in order to deal with that? Uh, so let's run a stress tests on an annual basis. And in a stress test, we are basically going to come up with some very severe scenario that, you know, we don't think will happen, but might happen. And then we are going to see what will happen to banks' balance sheet uh, if this scenario materializes. And through that, we are going to expose different vulnerabilities of banks and ask them to be prepared. So ask them to increase capital ratios and so on in order to be prepared for this uh, adverse scenario. Of course, the, the problem with that is how do you know which scenario to, to pick? Um, and over the years, uh, there have been attempts to sort of come up with uh, different scenarios. Uh, but uh, to be honest, a lot of these scenarios are not super imaginative, but rather kind of rely on things that we had in the past, like the global financial crisis, and starting to say, well, real estate prices are going to go down by X percent, and GDP is going to go down by X percent, and so on. And let's see how banks are exposed to that. Now, it turns out that I think inflation is, is really a unique risk because it is not similar to uh, a decrease in real estate prices or a decrease in GDP. As I mentioned before, different banks have different exposures uh, to inflation uh, be, because of the particular nature of, of inflation. Uh, so I think that in order to do that, we, we, we need to imagine an inflation scenario and, and run different banks through it and see how exposed they are, how prepared they are, and maybe they should take some precautions. I will also say that I think uh, stress tests over the years have become a bit rigid in the sense that there is always this one scenario that is considered, and right. it's not super surprising. Starting to run through different scenarios, inflation being one of them, and seeing how banks are prepared would be really an, a good way uh, to implement the lessons uh, and uh, really the reason that stress tests are there for, uh, from the very beginning.
I wanted to bring that up anyway because, you know, when you think about inflation historically, it's been, what, 30, 35 years since we've really see, seen this play out. It's been talked about a lot recently how, you know, we just haven't been able to build up any level of inflation. And the Fed has been looking for it for such a long period of time. So it would almost be incumbent on if you were going to go down this path through the stress test of having a variety of options so that you can really be prepared for as many scenarios that may play out. Yes, I, I think this is exactly right. And, and this is really posing uh, a challenge here um, because, as, as you said, you know, the last time we saw inflation was in the late 70s. It was sort of going down in the early 80s. Uh, since then, there was always a concern, maybe it's going to pop up again. And there was this concern most prominently in the wake of the global financial crisis and all the stimulus that took place. But it didn't materialize and we didn't have inflation. And as a result, now that we look at it and we think about inflation, we don't know exactly what to expect. And I think this is why uh, through the exercise of a stress test, you need to be particularly creative and think, what uh, exactly is going to happen through inflation? What assets and liabilities are more exposed? What rates of inflation are we talking about? How is it going to interact with other variables? And this does require, uh, I think, as you say, different, different scenarios. Uh, you can't just limit yourself to, to one and say, okay, we are good through this one, so we are fine. And, and I would say, you know, I was saying this over the years since uh, stress tests have started. I think uh, stress tests were uh, a little uh, rigid and, and didn't give us the full picture of things that could happen because mostly they were just considering a couple of uh, scenarios in, instead of really thinking about a spectrum of scenarios that, that could happen. I would say this is an opportunity to, to change that. Has this been an idea that at least in and around your circles uh, that has been discussed to this point, or is this still very much a, a, a new idea about going this route through stress tests to factor in the potential inflation we're seeing right now? Yeah, so, you know, uh, th there are quite a few people who say that uh, stress tests have to be more flexible. Uh, and the concern that uh, stress tests just limit attention to uh, two scenarios or so uh, has been raised uh, quite a bit. Um, the, the answer usually is it is very costly to run those uh, stress tests. And as a result, we can't really start having, you know, 100 scenarios. Uh, although I, I was always a bit skeptical about that. I always thought, you know, at the end of the day, banks are big organizations with a lot of people working there. Um, how costly can it be? But, but that, that was the, the concern. With regard to inflation, um, it hasn't been expressed as prominently yet. I, I, think, I think it should be. Uh, and this is why, why I wrote this. I think, you know, with all the concern about uh, inflation and with the central place that banks have in the financial system, they yeah. ought to be exposed. And here we have the tool to start looking into it and see uh, how exposed they are and whether they should take any precautions. Itai, great to talk to you again, as always, and thank you for your insight. All the best. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. Itai Goldstein, who is a professor of finance uh, with the Wharton School. As you mentioned, if you want to go and, and read uh, his opinion piece, uh, it is on the publication The Banker. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.